Cardone. Welcome. Come on, man. Welcome, man. Welcome to the go-in show, mate. Peaches. Peaches and plums. That's what it is. That's the reference here on the table. Great to have you here, mate. Great thank to you. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you so much for the invitation yeah. here. Thank you. Thank well, you for coming. Thank you for be, being interested in my work. How's your time in Australia? It's great, man. We love it here. Yeah. First time, well, I was here 25 years ago, probably. I was 31, 33 years old, maybe. Yeah, 31, 32, something like that. So I was here a long time ago, just here for in and out And then uh, we came back, what, two weeks ago I was here? Two or three weeks ago. Got a really nice, warm welcome by everybody here. Mm-hmm. We're Sydney, Brisbane, uh, Melbourne. Flew over to, uh, you know, to be with the Mowerns over there. The Kiwis. Go to Auckland that, or Wellington? Yeah, Auckland. 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 Okay. Uh, we want to go down to Wellington, though. It was just a little cold. Yeah. And then popped up to Fiji for a second. But, man, I, I want to come back here. I want to. I, I see I, I see us having offices here, partnerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're interested in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Did you get to do some stuff with the kids? Did you go and cuddle a koala and pat a kangaroo and feed an emu? The kids did all that. Yeah? The kids did all did that. Did you do it? I didn't do Dad it. Dad didn't get out there this time. It. I didn't do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You know, I can Google it, and because uh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out hugging, hugging bears and yeah. whales and sharks and you know, doing deals, baby. Doing I, got, deals. I got my own wildlife I'm dealing with. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. What about the coffee culture? Do you like the coffee culture here in Australia? How do you How do you mean? There's a cafe on every corner, right? Yeah, there is. There is. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can go in anywhere. I have to. I have to explain to you guys how I like my coffee, though. <laughs> how is it? Takes it? a little work. It? I like. I like four shots with foam, just foam. I don't want any milk in my coffee. Just the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then they always want to put sprinkles on everything. I don't know why y'all want to sprinkle. No sprinkles. I don't like sprinkles on top. <laughs> and everybody uh, thinks there's a video going around of you spooning like 20 Dude, spoons like, of sugar what, in there. What man. is that? What Elena, the Elena, can you make the, the foam for me? Let me show everybody. I don't know why everybody thinks. Let's get it out in the open. Let's yeah, get yeah, over like, it. Right? Like, look, okay, so I'm doing a video. Uh, there, there was a, one of these, um, I'm, I'm going on stage and I'm in the green room. Just chatting it, with somebody, right? Yeah, I'm chatting with a guy and there's an espresso machine back there and it's got a little, uh, it's got a little, um, little thing that spins milk. Foamer, yeah. foamer, foamer. <laughs> Nothing sexual. And um, I'm back there, click the little button on, the foam comes out, and I start throwing it in my cup on top. Foam on the top, <laughs> right? Well, the next thing, we put this Instagram post up, and people are like, no wonder this guy's 10X. Look at the amount of sugar he puts in his coffee. I've never had coffee, ever had. You don't have sugar in your coffee. I've never had one spoon in my life of sugar <laughs> in my coffee. So, uh funny because the first time I ever had coffee, I was 25 years old and a car dealer told me, because I was throwing, this is the last time I actually had sugar in my coffee. I did have sugar in my coffee. Uh, car dealer says, real men don't put sugar in their coffee. <laughs> Never had sugar. <laughs> Never did it again after Never that. did it again. I said, okay, shit, it's good enough. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done. Fair enough. Fair enough. Peaches well, and plums. Peaches and plums. <laughs> In preference to the cups. Mate, people come over to the to Go All In show yeah, to yeah, learn more yeah. about... Love the name of that, by the way. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me share a little bit about that because I've been listening to your work for a long time. Um, you've been in my ears and in my hands reading books. Um, and a lot of what I've... The success that I've achieved in my business has been attributed to the training that I've received from you. Um, and I told a couple of people that I was coming to uh, to interview you today and they yeah. were like, damn, you interviewed Grant Cardone. That's so awesome. You've got a big, big reach into Australia and just random people in Australian society. And um, your work's had a great effect on me and I've I've had a lot of success um, as a result of just hustling hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just committing and just going for it. And recently I I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to share a message. I wanted to do all those things. And I wanted to do something that was kind of along the lines of not quitting. But sometimes there's there's times in our lives where you've got to quit. You've got to quit on a relationship. You've got to quit on things. You've got to let things So I figured a better way of doing that would be talking about potential and about commitment because everybody knows how to commit to something and everybody's got a time in their life where they've gone all in. And for me, it's about potential because I believe that when you go all in on something and you commit to it, the potential that you had in the future is brought into the now. Uh And when you bring your potential into the now, you give your best to the world, man. Yeah, yeah. When you give your best to the world, you do your best work, you create the best opportunities for yourself. And and I wanted to know what what you thought about going all in and and your thoughts on potential. Well, I I like what you said about there are some things you need to quit on, Mm -hmm. right? But, But 
you know, there's things that just aren't good for you. And and I was in a relationship, I've been in multiple relationships that, that I'm like, dude, I gotta quit on this relationship. I mean, it's not good for me. But but when I quit on that, I was quitting on that because I wasn't quitting on me. Mm. And I see a lot of people, you know, like they, they, they hang on to other stuff. They hang on to the loyal employee. Uh, the guy's been there 17 years. Now he hasn't produced anything in 13 of those 17 years or the last six or whatever, mm. but you like, oh, I got, he's loyal. He's the, the bedrock of this company. He's the cornerstone of it. Dude, the guy hadn't been there for four years. Like quit on him. Mm. Like, cause he's already quit on you. He's not contributing. Stats, the statistics, your statistics in life, proven statistics, not opinions or feelings. Um, you're either doing good or you're not. Like you can measure them, okay? So I'm either, my, my physical condition, my, my graph's either going up, or it's flat, or it's going down. Mm -hmm. If it's flat, it's going down. It's just a matter of time. My refrigerator, it's either, Somebody's filling that refrigerator up or the food's going bad because if it stays flat everything in there is going to go bad mm. And then I'm gonna wake up one day. I'm like I got kids to feed and there's nothing in there So, you know, I have to quit on something in life. Uh, I quit sugar 14 days ago uh, I saw this post on Instagram. I was like, can you quit sugar for 14 days? I'm like, yeah, I can do that let me, Now let me find out right so I did quit something But I wasn't quitting on me. I'm like, I'm 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 I'm, I'm Every time I quit on one thing over here, I should be starting or, you know, going all in on some other part of my life. Mm. And so, like a relationship I quit on years ago before Elena was so that I could get to Elena. And because that relationship was not, it, we weren't on the same page. Mm. Mm. Ended up being better for her. And well, I don't know if it was better for her. I know it was better, <laughs> it's better for, for you. <laughs> but 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 it was probably better for her too because we just weren't like we weren't like spirits, right? To, mm. to, it, it would have been uncomfortable for her for this this ride for the last sixteen or seventeen years. Mm. Mm. I know for me that when you quit on something, you know you kind of you you chalk it up, pull the rear view mirror off. Don't look behind you. Just yeah, keep yeah, moving forward. Yeah, keep yeah, charging yeah, forward, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. go to the next thing, right? And and just because you had a bad relationship previously or a bad experience previously, doesn't mean the next thing that you do is going to be necessarily a bad thing. So don't be afraid to go all in and commit and to do that. And I think in sales, you know, just as the as the entrepreneur for many years, you you have to commit in sales. And sometimes you don't win the business. Sometimes you, you don't. You, yeah, you just yeah. chalk it up. Yeah. And just it doesn't mean that the next one I'm not going to try. Just as hard or even yeah. harder to keep moving forward like that. Why do you think people get tangled up when things don't go right for them? Because I think the, 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 the expectation is on one thing. And, and like you wanted that one guy's business. Truth is you didn't want his business, you just wanted some business. And, and you know, you don't have enough going on in your pipeline you wanted one thing from her mm. rather than, hey, I got all these people lined up. I'm going to get what I need out of all this. It's like a fisherman. A fisherman goes out. He, does, he doesn't cast it out and say, I got to catch something this first time. He, he's, got, he's, he's got enough food on board, enough fuel on board, enough of the right nets and lures, uh, poles, whatever his equipment is to make sure he brings a haul in, right? Mm. And there's a whole science to how big the haul is. Does he know where to go? Does the navigation system, the fuel, right? Does he know how to get, move around to where and have enough communication to find out where activity is? Like, like I made so many mistakes as a young salesperson. I put so much emphasis on one person, mm. closing ratios. I got uh, my closing ratio has to be this. No, you need to be more successful. The graph needs to go up. Mm. The closing ratio shouldn't go up. The number of sales should go up. Mm. And the only way the number of sales is going to go up is how many people are in that pipeline. You know, I always say to myself when, you know, if my numbers are not good enough, I just need to do more activity. Yeah. Because yeah. when you look at your yeah. CRM, you look at your pipeline, you're like, well, your numbers will go up if you do more activity. It's it, really as simple as that. It, it is simple as that. There's no magic. There's no the, magic the, formula. The best salespeople I have never met. I was talking to this guy that, that came through Australia and made money, and you know, he's going to pr probably try to come back again, Belf the Belfort dude. Belfort. You know? And uh, I'm like, dude, you're stuck in a sales cycle. Mm. You're, you're thinking so small. Mm. You are tr still trying to figure out the thing to say 
That's why that's always he he's just hawking bullshit courses, mm. trying to teach a young salesperson. Say this one thing, and the the door is going to open to, and you will get the close. Quit worrying about that. Build a business. Mm. Don't be dependent upon one thing. We are no longer in the the say one thing and they're going to buy from you economy. Mm. This is now the economy of like I have to know you to ever take interest in what you're doing, and I need to know you well now to do business with you, or I need to you need to create the impression that I'm around a lot to create familiarity so so I want to do something with you so just there's no magic now the magic if there is magic it's like it's going to be in the pipeline full and the follow-up the mm -hmm. follow-up is the holy grail of sales today mm -hmm. so the company that follows up the best is going to win the business. Mm. You know, the statistic of only 2% of sales converting on the front end has held so unbelievably true, not just now for me, but yeah, for yeah. my entire career and, and whatnot as well. And, you know, I, I really believe that as we as we move forward with social and consumers have become so smart, they've become so aware yeah. because in most businesses and in most industries, they're commoditized and consumers have so much choice. Why am I going to do business with you? Yeah. Who are you? Who the hell are yeah. you? Let yeah. me see. Yeah. And at yeah. their fingertips yeah. on their phone, they can just yeah. find you. Yeah, they're not going to my, they're not going to grandcardone.com. They're going to Google or Bing. And they're looking for a review. Hey, what is about that. this guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I found that everything that was kind of old is new again in uh -huh. that sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still now more than ever about relationships. Yeah. That's about the initial contact. It's allowing them to find you online, to see you as the authority, to see yeah. all of those things. And then getting back in there and servicing their needs and being ethical and doing all the right things from a sales yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Has that, have you seen that change? Yeah. Everything yeah. is old is new again or is yeah, that? I mean, look, 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 there, there's still, there's still things that are just not going to change. Like, are you authentic? Are you trustworthy? Are you transparent? You know, do you have validation? Hmm. Um, what are other people saying about you? People are uncertain, right? Like, the reason people check reviews is because they're uncertain about their own. They don't trust themselves. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't check reviews. Like, the reviews mean nothing to me. I either trust you or I don't. Like, 1,400 people could say you're awesome. It doesn't mean anything to me. In fact, if I'm going to a hotel, I don't want to see a lot of reviews. Because if I see a lot of reviews, I know that's probably a hotel I do not want to go to. So, so like I trust myself. The point of that is this: people, look, the camera, the cameraman, he looks at the cameras. Hey, what do other photographers think about it? Dude, you should know. You shouldn't have to check, but people have to check because they're uncertain. So, mm -hmm. the salesperson or the company needs to know. Man, those reviews are for them. Mm. Okay, uh, Cardone Capital. Uh, we started a company two years ago. Um, we started allowing people to invest with me. Reviews are important. Mm. They're not important to me. They're important to people that invest, though. So I think we have 1,400 five-star reviews there. Wow. That took like 10 days to get. Wow. Got to get the investor first. Got to get the attention. Get the investor. Start sending them money every month. Then got to ask them. They didn't go do the reviews because they wanted to. They yeah. did the reviews because we said, please go do a review. Yeah, you've got to prompt them and make and it happen. And got to remind yourself. them, man. Yeah, got to remind them again. Yeah. And yeah. probably got to say, hey, by the way, you could blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Boo -dee -dee. Yeah. Please, yeah. please. You know. And, and so th that's all about building a business. Way beyond a sale. Way beyond closing one deal mm. way beyond the right thing to say mm. and that's where you say look you're, you dress sharp you take care of yourself it's clear that you're in control of your life all that matters when you see somebody hey that dude's in control of his mm. life you know uh, particularly here in Sydney I see people in Sydney I was at a, a double double bay uh, cafe shop or something this morning guy drives up man looking sharp another guy drives up and Aston Martin get it out of the car he's looking sharp mm -hmm. I mean people playing the game here mm. Those things do matter. Yeah, absolutely. You only get one one chance to make a first I mean, I impression, asked, right? I asked you when I got I came out here. I said, "Hey, is is my United States uh, hoodie gonna gonna you know bother your audience?" So, <laughs> no way, no way, no way. You you want to do the best you can to impress people. Mm. That being said, you know some people it don't matter what you wear. <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna not see you anyway. Mm. Okay, I, I didn't say they're not going to like you. I said they're not going to see you anyway. Mm. The big, the biggest reason people fail is because they're not seen. Mm. Even when they're seen, the reason the ad fails, the marketing fails, the sales guy fails, nobody even saw you. 
Mm. They sat there right in front of you. You did your whole pe- presentation. They have no clue what you said. <laughs> they weren't paying attention. You never garnered their you attention. You never got their attention. Mm. They were paying attention mm. to something. Mm. Just not you. Not you. <laughs> exactly. I remember a little while ago, I don't remember exactly when, but it was certainly in your material because I hadn't heard it before. You talked about um, being omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you and I, when you said that, just that word just like really mm-hmm. kind of resonated with me. It's like, you do, you're right. You've got to be everywhere all of the time. You don't have to be up in people's faces, but you have to be seen to be everywhere. And when I kind of became omnipresent from a sales perspective, and I'm sharing my anecdote with you because you've been such an influence on me and your material's been yeah. a real influence and it's worked. It's worked like gangbusters for me. Yeah, it's worked financially. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and, and it's like, just... What, like, what's it done for you? Oh, look, it's just... I think it's mostly my mindset as well. Uh-huh. You know, you're not... I'm not so... I've filled up my pipeline. Yeah, yeah, So I'm not yeah, so yeah. Yeah, wedded dependent. to one bloody deal all the time and, oh, my God, I've got to get that or I'm going to die. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, If I get it, I get it, whatever. Next, 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 yeah. next. Best salespeople that I've ever met in my life. I've met some unbelievable... I'm like... They're not. They're not the tricksters. They're not. They're not the gimmick. They're not the. I got this phrase for you now. I got the cute thing to say right now. Dude, they got pipelines so filled. They're like, okay, next. Yeah, next. And they got. They don't have this arrogance about next. It's not like, yeah, okay, well, get out of my office. It's like, yeah, no, I understand, man. We'll do it. We'll catch up on the next deal. Mm. You know, like it's not a. Because there's the other guy that's like, oh yeah, I don't need your business anyway. That that that's not the right attitude either. But go go ahead. Mm. I'm sorry. I was going to say just when you've got a full pipeline like that, even if. If you don't win the deal, it's a great techniques yeah. that I learned from you as well was uh, the tag team. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the tag. Get, get uh-huh. my get my brother. Hey, I didn't win it. Gives gives a hand. Can you can you bring us back in there and can you find out what I did wrong? Can you yeah, find yeah, out yeah, yeah. that that tag teaming thing yeah. can really kind of help third party validation yeah. and whatnot uh, as well. Uh, a tag team can even speed up a deal that might uh, be on track anyway. Mm. But the guys left and lost attention for you so now he's moving on to something else and the tag the tag is i call for you mm. hey i'm calling because just want to know why you didn't do it i mean the tag can be that simple mm. hey why didn't you sign up today mm. we met you met with whatever you know uh just curious why didn't, you, why didn't you sign up oh no 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 you know i'm glad you guys called man i've had that happen like i'm glad you guys called send me the paperwork right now i'm ready to go got it deal done so it just took it took time out of the equation mm. it's called deal fatigue right anything you can do to keep a deal from fatiguing mm. Uh, everything in life fatigues. Uh, the, the longer you take to get something done, the more chances that, that thing's going to fail anyway. Mm. Whether it's landing a plane or food in your refrigerator or closing a deal. Mm. Deal fatigue. So if you can bring other people in, that's much better than having the the, the perfect thing to say. Mm. You know, the, the, the gimmick. It's just not authentic. It's not ethical. It's not yeah, you're you see, trying to trick somebody into buying something. Hey, hey, why didn't you do the deal? Just ask them. Shut up. Oh, well, well, because you know what, man? Uh, you know, I thought, you know, it says we don't have the money right now. I need to check with my bank. Hey, did did, did anybody say, did, 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 did Grant say maybe we just could get the money for you? Mm. You know, maybe I'm, Grant missed that. Look, there's deals I've been on, like at my company. I have guys tag my deals. Mm. I'm on the deal. I've been on deals before where I got off the phone. I'm like, dude, you didn't ask him. <laughs> today, yeah. still today, in my life today, I never asked for the business. Mm. Uh, I, was on a, I was on a real estate call recently, and I wanted to buy this piece of property. At the end of the call, I had a guy with me. He sent me a note. Ask him what it takes to do the deal right now. <laughs> I forgot. Like, I've been t- I teach this material, and I forgot, right? Yeah. So he put it in front of me. I'm like, hey, what's it take to do the deal right now? Mm. And they're like, under no condition would we do the deal right now. Mm. And then that got me into the game again. He just gave me enough to get me back in the I'm like, dude, I mean, there's got to be something we can do. No, Grant, actually, we got to go to our committee. But look, you're on the top of our list. But it just, now we, when we hang up that deal, when we get off that phone call, we know we at least took it all the way. Mm, as far as you can go. It, you know, all in. Yeah, all in, baby. All Whatever in. it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Go all in, dog. You know what? I think, I think, I think sales. Plums and peaches. Plums and peaches, baby. When you, when you wake up every day in sales and you have your own business, you're kind of all in every day. You've, you've got to commit uh, to I wonder, sales. man. You think so, really? I think nah. most people are not all in. I know that I am because I look at my pipeline yeah, and yeah. go, oh, my God. Yeah. Because the pipeline's so fat, right? And yeah, that's yeah. a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you're like, it's, it's 
hard to maintain momentum because uh-huh. there's a lot of work, but it's a good problem to have, right? Having too much to do and having too many sales opportunity means I've filled up my pipeline correctly, my lead gen is uh-huh. working correctly, it's doing what it needs to do. I'm interested to know from your perspective in real estate, what it's like to go all in on these big deals. Cause I hear you. Dude, it's awesome. I, I hear you talk about them all the time, but Dude, 30 million, 60 million, 50 million. I'm Dude, like, it's awesome. look, I remember my first deal was, I love talking about real estate. First of all, like it, it just, I just walk into a whole nother, like my energy just explodes. <laughs> um, my first deal was 78,000. My next deal was uh, 1.9 million. We do deals now where the fees are 1.9 million. The fees on the deal are are $2 million. What about your mindset when you're doing these? They're so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. Big. Is that because you've done all the homework? You know, that's a good thing. Is there any like trepidation? The whole time, the whole time, the whole time, 140 million. We did one deal was $140 million. It was three, it was four $30 million deals basically in one. Mm. And, um, Easiest deal I've ever done, 140 million bucks. It was just, dude, the numbers just changed. The only thing that changed was the zeros. Mm. It's just another zero. Mm. And, and you know, now, 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 but the payday, because it could be so much bigger on the other side, mm. okay? Uh, there's fewer people p- p- uh, playing at that level, so I got less competition. Mm. Um, Everything got better. Everything. The legal fees are the same on a $140 million deal as they are on a $14 million deal. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> so my cost to do my legals goes down. Hmm. Um, the homework, you either know what you're doing or you don't. This is what the Warren Buffetts know. This is what Google, the boys at Google know. Dude, quit, quit fooling with the, really, the reeling in the little fish. Let's go for some big freaking. Go this, big. this is what the top of the food chain, chain knows. Mm-hmm. Play a big monster game. This is have to be your next shift. Hmm. You're, you're going to quit worrying. When you leave here, you're going to quit worrying about your pipeline. Hmm. And you're gonna start. You're gonna start saying, "I need a hundred guys that have a pipeline like mine." Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. And then you need to start thinking about a building like over there that you operate from. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and so, yeah, the bigger deals. I'm telling you, it's gonna give you more. Just like your pipeline being full. Mm. See, when I do a little deal, if I'm doing a little deal, that little deal has to work. If I'm doing a big deal, it just has a better chance of working. Mm, got a bit more kind of room to move in the deal. Yeah, and and when I go to sell the deal, in, in, in real estate terms, when I go to sell the deal, I'm not dependent upon a doctor mm-hmm. buying my deal. Mm. Okay, because $140 million, there's only... There's not many people. Dude, it's institutions. Mm. They always have money. <laughs> They're always rich. Yeah. They're either in business and rich, or they're just out of business, mm. and nobody knows them. Somebody else gobbled them up. Mm. Mm. You, you, you mentioned then that might, you, you're going to stop worrying about your pipeline and get a hundred guys that have got a pipeline yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So last night, obviously, before I came here, uh, I was watching some videos, doing a bit of research, yeah, 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 getting yeah. back into the groove, the cartoon stuff, right? And I was kind of in there, and I was drawn all the way in, and. I should do. I woke up in the middle of the night. I went to the bathroom. I came back. I looked at my watch. It's two thirty, and I'm lying there going, "Man, I can't get up now. It's like just too early to yeah, get up. Yeah, I'll be yeah. smashed tomorrow." Yeah, 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 so yeah. I was lying there and I couldn't sleep. And um, there was something that you said there that really kind of got inside of my head that was not keeping me awake. But I was thinking yeah, about yeah. while I was there. You don't keep me awake. It's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said that the ten X rule, right, is a multiplier, mm-hmm. and. If I have to think about taking my business to 10x, I have to think completely different. If I try to double my business, I can double my business. Yeah, yeah. Double my efforts. Yeah. If I want to triple my business, I probably need one person. Uh-huh. But if I want to 10x my business, dude, see it changes everything. All the questions get changed. I was lying there, looking at the roof, going, "Oh my God, how would I do that? How would I do that?" And it's yeah, just such yeah, a, yeah. a really, yeah, dude, you're, you new know, set of problems. You're all of a sudden you're like, oh, "Whoa!" See, and most people don't get it. Most people do not get the, the what you're asking right now. They'll never get to. Because of the ten, because they read it or listened to it. The ten X rule suggests that basically, it takes the. It's not just think big or work hard. It's like if I think about these two hats, okay, and I say I'm going to ten X those hats. Well, now now I got twenty hats. You can't carry twenty hats. Mm. You got all kind of problems. 
okay, where, 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 how do I keep them? How do I store them? How do I get them here? Like all of a sudden everything, but, but what if it was 20 hats? It goes to 200 hats, 200 hats goes to 2000. Like, oh wow, I can't even store the hats. Like mm. uh, I'm gonna take- uh, The multiplying factor it, just it, gets bigger, it, bigger, bigger. So, so now you're, yeah. all of a sudden it changes every question you ask. Now, now you're not asking about what the cost of the hat is. You're like, where do I keep them? Mm. See, it just shifted everything, right? So um, when, I, when I did this to myself, it was like, I had three employees. I was making three million bucks a year. I was doing good, you know. My, most of my buddies, they weren't making three million bucks. Compared to everybody else, I was doing pretty good. I was stashing all of it, like I was living Storing on it. Store, just, I was just pushing it off the side, and then being very conservative. And then when the economy crashed, I'm like, damn, what was I thinking, man? Mm. Mm -hmm. I think I had 10 or 12 million bucks saved. I got cut in half, scared to death, lawsuit comes, all, all kind of problems. Everything hits at the same time. And then you're like, oh my God, I don't have enough here. I'm scrambling now, I'm just trying to protect the little bit I have, right? Which seemed like a lot mm -hmm. until people start taking it. And then you're like, I don't really have, there ain't, there's not much here. It goes pretty quickly. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, particularly if you've got some time to live and you like to enjoy your life. So I'm like, oh wow, I wasn't thinking big enough, mm. you know? And, and so uh, we went, that was only ten, nine years ago. Mm. Um, I'm like, okay, I need, I need more employees, you know? I, I, I had a girl working for me. I didn't want to get rid of her because she knew everything. Mm. She knew where, where everything was. I was dependent upon one person. She actually, I didn't, she didn't work for me anymore. I was actually kind of working for her now. <laughs> she was driving you, making the appointments, Dude, setting I you up. We have, we have 500 employees. In nine years, I went from three employees to 500. Yeah, That's huge. 20X, yeah. okay? So now, now what's that? that? My payroll now is more than $3 million. Mm. More than the money more than that I had in the bank. More yeah. than, the, the, <laughs> yeah, our payroll is probably, yeah, whatever, do the math on like 80 grand a year, mm. uh, 500, 500 people. so whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But we also went from owning, um, I think I had 200 apartments at the time. We have 6,000 now. Mm. Do the, do the, just do the math on 6,000 units times about 1,800 bucks a month. Mm. Like, like it's like, it starts getting big pretty the quick, Jones, right? 9 million bucks a month. Mm. Go from where I was to 10X, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my ad budget needs to explode. Mm. Oh, my social media needs to explode. Oh, uh, I need to spend less time on sales calls and start spending time getting known. Like, like, it, like it just shifted everything, shifted all the things that have to happen for me to become less dependent. Mm. Uh, Did you have to relinquish some of the control of what you were doing no, totally. to 10x? Totally. Because that's what I was lying there last night thinking. Well, I can't do that. I'm not gonna. If I was 10x, and I wouldn't be able to do oh, that. Oh, the quality. The quality is gonna go up. Don't worry about it. Get someone else to do it. They can do it just so as good. Dude, yeah, well, so maybe what? they'll do it better. Yeah. Maybe they'll do it worse. But at least they'll do it. Mm. See, omnipresence is about being everywhere. Mm. It's not about being perfect mm. everywhere. Mm. You know, anything that is everywhere will be assigned some level of perfection. Mm because it will be given a power position. So, so Sydney, when, it, when I think about Sydney, you're not gonna think about Sydney, Australia without thinking about the Opera House. Mm. It's in every image, every postcard, yeah. every magazine. Like it's been, it's been pushed so hard. You know, you go there, you're like, it's cool, it's cool, but. Now I can see it, you can see it out the window. Yeah, like, oh God, there's the Opera House. Yeah. How many people, oh, where's the Opera House at? Oh, there won't be many people down there because it's raining. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? Like the attention, the attention to this one spot is so massive. Mm. Now there's a little there's a little uh, orange roof place uh, in front of it that's pretty nice. That's Garden but, Island, yeah. It's a yeah, navy base, but nobody knows it. <laughs> yeah, because nobody pushed enough promotion at that one spot. They could have shifted all the attention mm. to to one other spot, and I guarantee you that spot would be it would it would have a power and attention, right? So that's what people have to do themselves. They got to think about how can I become, you know like garner so much attention. Anybody can do this, okay? Yep. Like like anybody can do this. And and if you're thinking, if you, if you were raised like, like I was, you're not thinking like that. You're mm. not thinking, who owns these boats, man? Mm. Who's got that crane up going up, man? Mm. Who bought the house down the street for a hundred million? Like, mm. like, like if they did this, all these people, I've met a lot of these people, they're not special people. They're no more special than anybody listening. I'm not any more special. Mm. Um, but, but if you wanna do something you know, big. More people will know you if you have if you had more employees. Yeah, because they'll be they'll be shouting. There'd be more people talking about it. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah, and that's where I kind of ended up in the end. Was it was almost the natural progression from 10x to BOBA. 
And yeah, yeah, the only way I'm going to get yeah, there yeah, is if yeah. I, I'd be really obsessive about what it is that I want to do and set that goal, set that target, start working on it, relinquish control of what it is that I don't need to control anymore. Start hiring the people and just, just yeah, go yeah. all in, baby. Don't, don't, just got to go all in. Yeah, and don't don't work below your pay grade. You know, mm. don't don't do stuff below your pay grade. Mm. Stuff that's not your pay grade, don't do it. Mm. You know, it's, if it's below your pay grade, don't do it. Be willing to do it. But but don't don't you know you don't go from earning a, being a million dollar player and doing a ten thousand dollar job. Mm. Mm. Be willing to. Mm. Well, the good thing is that I know how to do all of those key positions in the role. So you'll know what to expect from the person so when I can they're doing it, it right. Or, exactly. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice. Hey, I, I want to move on from that and, and ask you about your jet. Yeah, I've been yeah, a mad yeah, keen yeah. aviator my entire life. Oh, have you? Oh my God! My dad worked for Qantas here in Australia. Yeah, okay. And I'm, I'm a private pilot. I don't, oh wow! I can't, wow. I can't fly a jet, but you know, yeah, yeah. there's plenty of people. Well, that I'm sure you stuff. can learn how. You know, we uh, we were driving here. I mean, when I see those guys fly my jet, it doesn't look like they're doing anything special to me. I mean, they walk in there, <laughs> they get on, they make a cup of coffee, they sit down, they turn it on. I'm going to keep going because I want to give this to all my pilot mates. Yeah, they hit the little button, they hit the little fucking button, jet takes off. You know, they're like, oh, I'm a yeah. pilot. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but you can't buy one. <laughs> anybody can fly a jet. When we were driving- I've seen them punch the buttons. Any, hey, y'all just pilot friends. Anybody can fly a jet. <laughs> Not everybody can buy one. Love it. Love it, love it. When we were driving, saying, love you guys. When we were driving here, so obnoxious, terribly obnoxious, right? Funny, funny, obnoxious. I said to yeah, Susie, yeah. "Hey, uh, look out the window and see if you can see the the GC. You see the tails? We went past the oh, airport in the oh, GA. Did, you, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and she's like, well, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Did you see it? There, it's in there in the hangar. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it in the hangar. Oh yeah, well, okay. Yeah, it was out in the rain. No, it wasn't. It was in the hangar. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> it, can, it can handle a little rain. <laughs> Tell me, what's it like? You know, it's a funny story because, you know, uh, like Donald Trump, when he bought his first, the 777, mm-hmm. I think it's the 777 that he bought, he put his name on the outside of it and he parked it at LaGuardia Airport and did not put it under a hangar. We- weather's terrible in New York. Yeah. Like, this, this just goes to show people, like, what, what smart really looks like. Why didn't Donald Trump put the plane under a hangar? So it would garner attention, news? So people would see it every day. Yeah, every day, yeah. one of the most flown in and, and departed airports in the country yeah. is LaGuardia Airport. Yeah. Every big, Delta Airlines, United Airlines, Qantas, they're all driving. Millions of people. There's Trump's right. plane. There's yeah. Trump's plane. There's Trump's plane. There's Trump's plane. And you're talking about building brand, man. Mm. You know, mm. you're talking about a guy that should not be the president of the United States that is president of the United <laughs> States of America. Like, yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, what's it like to... Uh, to be all the way up there at 51,000 feet, they take it up to the service ceiling? You know, you all an ass across. Sure. I tell them, take across. me to 51, dog. That 500 knots, but, mark point eight. Oh yeah. What's it like? Do you ever pinch yourself up there and go, damn? Dude, it's, it's unbelievable. So it's I've, flown, I've flown that plane a lot of different ways. Um, the, my favorite way, where's Elena? Here. <laughs> Is by myself. Oh, on your own? I'm the only person in there and the two pilots. I've flown yeah. like that in that plane. It's fucking amazing. And they're big inside too, right? It's a big aircraft. It, it, you know, 14 people. Yeah, but by yourself, so it's 14 like... Seats. Yeah. By myself, it's fucking unbelievable, okay? <laughs> now, the next best way is with her. Just me and her in the, the two of you? Yeah. The third best way is probably me, her, and don't tell the kids, Elena, <laughs> is probably Ryan Secco, who used to be my pilot, mm-hmm. who's now uh, doing real estate deals with me. Mm-hmm. So we'll go, the three of us will go, all, we've been all over the world looking at real estate. And then this last trip we've been flying, it's just me, Elena, uh, my nanny, and the and two the kids, kids, which is perfect. Five people on that plane is perfect because now you're not, somebody's not stuffed in every seat. Yeah, yeah, it's not too So crowded. I like a little room, right? I don't, I don't want to step over people. I don't want to feel like I'm back on another commercial flight. Now, look, I know all this sounds like aristocratic. <laughs> well, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. I know, it's right. I don't, please don't label me as an aristocratic, elitist, uh, horrible, obnoxious person. People want but to I know. Will, I will tell you this. Yeah. Flying in your own jet is probably like the... Uh, one of the greatest things I've ever done in my own life, mm-hmm. in my entire life. There's, there. If you took uh, the, the the expense is off the rails. So there, there's like people talk about their watches and their Lambos. The expense of flying a, you know, funding a jet is, you know, it's just mm. it's probably three million bucks a year on that jet. The only thing that makes it fly is money. People think it's fuel, but it's money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and a place to go. Yeah, and and so you need a place to go because some people don't have that. Some people have the money, but they they don't have any. There's no reason, reason to, have one. to actually go and do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
but there is nothing. Uh, Elena and I, the first time we took off in it, we were like, it was think, one hour of one hour to 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 register the plane in another state of just nothing but bliss the entire time. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, damn, this is mine. <laughs> This isn't somebody else's. I don't have to turn it in anymore. Mm. This is, you know, it's not like a rapper going on a on a charter. Yeah, it's it's like, not a charter. This is my fucking jet. It's your baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we parked the thing, put it in the hangar back in Miami, and it's sitting over there waiting for us anytime we want to roll. I get a call on a real estate deal. I'm like, uh, he's like, Grant, would you be interested in this? I said, I'll be there in three hours. He's like, you're in Miami. I said, yeah, I'll be there in three hours. He's like, well, that's impossible. I said, nothing's, nothing's impossible, dog. Yeah. yeah. Not when you're 10x. Yeah. And what? What if I just want to ask you one last question yeah, yeah. about the thing? Because you know, I, I've just seen the aviation. No, the, dude. Airplane yeah, yeah, yeah. No. The things climb like a space shuttle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the thing by yourself, and they just kind of parking off it goes. It was mate. just me on the plane once. Yeah, okay, yeah. where we took off. It took. I, I think we were three, three to four seconds, and this. This thing weighs 100,000 pounds. Like mm. I had, a, I had a Gulfstream 200. It weighed less than the fuel this plane holds <laughs> in both wings. Mm. So there's 25,000 pounds in each wing. My last plane, my first plane, weighed less than what the, the amount of the fuel. So this plane, when it takes off, it can go 14 hours nonstop. Mm. Incredible range. Up to 51,000 feet, which is which is what? That's uh, 10,000 feet higher than Delta can fly. Mm. Yeah, line of sight, so, all about 40. So when all the commercials are flying up here, I'm, I'm up here in the, like, like it, it, 51,000 is so high that you start seeing the bend. Mm. Like you start seeing stars sitting on the ocean. Mm. Like it's crazy. And um, that thing, when we took off, I guarantee we were on the ground four seconds and it was like, this was a spaceship. Off you go. It was go. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the other thing I like about it, thank you for asking. Nobody ever asked about the jet, <laughs> man. You know, you got you to be an it's aviation. It's because I'm an airplane guy, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the other thing about that thing is um, I, when, I, when I got the deal, we have two pilots full-time that work for me. And I'm like, guys, if you need to give me an announcement because of some law or something, Give it to me right now. Never give it to me again. Just I never, once. <laughs> I never want to hear about the seatbelts. I don't want to hear about the fire extinguisher. I don't want to hear about the exit. I don't want to hear about bull. Don't give me one line of bullshit. <laughs> don't. I don't want any hamburgers on this plane. I don't want French fries on this plane. If it smells, don't bring it on the plane. Mm -hmm. And if the coffee stinks, don't bring it on the plane. <laughs> you know. So it's awesome, man. You know. Uh, I, all jokes aside, and you know, all, all it's not bragging because I'm asking you about it, but I, I remember reading how you would go from city to city to city on these commercial flights. And you know, here, here in Australia, it's a, it's a pain yeah. when you, you rock up to the airport, you're gonna be there like an hour before you got your bags, you got your boarding pass, you go through security, it, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. And you do it once a week, it's kind of okay, but if you're doing it four or five times a week, yeah. it's a giant, giant pain. And I always, you know, one of my goals is have my own airport so I can skip the queue and yeah, park yeah, my yeah, airplane yeah. on the apron out there. It doesn't yeah. need to be a jet, but I can just get in it so I don't yeah. have to have the yeah. queue like that. Should be a jet though, man. Mm. Yeah, in Australia, like, you can get down the road pretty quickly in a little bug should smasher. Be a, should be a jet, man. Aim for a jet. Aim bigger? Should be a jet, dude. <laughs> should be a big, at least nine passenger. For you, for you, for as big a guy as you are, it should be nine passengers. Clients, go grab a client, you mm. know. Mm. Bring them to Fiji. Beautiful, beautiful. You know? I love it, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to just walk on. You know, they're, they're, they're not, uh, people are seem to be nicer for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. Very nice, very nice. I wanted to ask you about uh, the 10X Growth Corn. Yeah. That's a really cool business you got going on yeah, there, man. Yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah. really inspirational yeah. to watch how you sold that out and yeah. how that's working. And, you know, companies and businesses try and do that for years and years and go backwards and lose money on it, but you're making money on it. Got it yeah. in Vegas this year, baby. Yeah, yeah. In Vegas. You yeah, got to yeah. be there, man. Oh, man. I, you got to be there. I know. I got to. I got to. You got to be there. Yeah, Vegas is on the list for sure. Me and the missus. And yeah, that's that's all the reason I kind of need to yeah. get it off the list and go there. Yeah. So, it's exciting. What's it like to go out on, I mean, you've been on stage for years and years doing speaking and stuff but what's it like to go out in your own thing there because big events is you know what I, uh, the, the the 10x growth conference was born out of being frustrated with events mm. you know I, people people would hire me to do an event i'm like man god damn guys you don't even spend any money on the thing like you don't mm. the, the stage is this big it's not entertaining uh the room's cold mm. like it's 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 a big concrete it's like did you just just rent the cheapest place you could there's no nothing mm. now i don't i don't i don't think you need to feed everybody just because they 
you know, it doesn't work. They're like, Grant, we, we, we can't sell the tickets for anything. I'm like, I'm going to change this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do an event where you can do the event. We did three events. We've only done three events. And um, first one had 2,200 people in it. It was very, very profitable. Mm. In, in a business where nobody makes money. Like, nobody makes money on these events. Yeah, that's the really interesting thing for me. Yeah, yeah. we made, I mean, that, that event was unbelievable. Cleaned up. Quality people in the room. Mm. People wanting to be 10X. I didn't want to do the motivational thing. I don't want people rubbing on me. I don't want to be forced to rub people. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> it's like, it feels all like, so like, yeah, it's good if I touch you. How's that gonna, okay. I can't do that next week. Yeah. Like, I don't want to learn anything. I can't use next week. I just can't. Mm. Okay, I'm not feeling it. Let me rub my buddy out. <laughs> you know, uh, so so um, uh, let's walk on fire. Let's you know. How am I going to du duplicate that next month? Mm. Like so so the 10x growth conference. We just wanted to run our own deal, and and um, we did. The first one had 2,200 people. The next one had 10,000. Uh, and the third one had 35,000 people. Wow. It was a, it was a, I don't think you have actually a conference center big enough in Sydney to hold that many people. This was a, a baseball stadium. Mm. And I walked in the place and I said, wow, this is fucking nice. Because <laughs> I wanted to be a baseball player when I was a kid. And, and I didn't make it. And drugs took me away from that possibility. And, and, and I looked around and I'm like, man, I always wanted to be in a baseball stadium. I'm going to rent the whole place. <laughs> Now I got to fill it up though. That's the problem. I said, how many people can fit in here? 28,000 people. 28,000. Fuck. Okay, what's the most people you've ever had in here? 28,000. I said, who did that? Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen's a, he's a big uh, church guy he, uh, in uh, Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll take the place. And then I got two of my people on my staff. I'm like, hey guys, I want to put 34,000 people in that room. We have to do this. If we do this, the entire world will talk about this mm. forever. Every time in 2019, every event that will be held this year, no matter where we are in the world, whether it's Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai, you name it, London, every event, whether it's got 200 people in it or 10,000 people in it, they're going to talk about us. We did. We put 34,920 people in the place, packed it out, man. and, and uh, how did it feel? It's one of the, one of the uh, beyond my jet story flying on the plane. You know, it would it would be right up there with yeah. walking in a room saying, "I did this." Yeah, I filled this stadium up. Somebody didn't fill it up for me. You know what I love about it, but and the reason I ask about it is because. I love potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and, that, and that, 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 that's what I love. There wasn't an ego thing. No, you know, you know you're doing something that somebody hasn't done dude, before. You, you thought big that you can do. That you yeah, can do. Can like 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 the, the the Saturday. We we started on a Friday. A Saturday Saturday night. I came home. I told my wife. I said, "This is the happiest moment of my life." <laughs> and she's like, "Why?" I said, "We did something that hadn't has never been done. Mm. Number two, we did it on our terms, the way we wanted to do it." Three, it was profitable. It wasn't a loser. Mm. It's one thing doing something and you get bled out. Yeah. Doing it, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're just doing it now just cause to say you did it, but 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 it killed you, which might be all right. Um, and uh, and and the people were happy. Like, they loved we, it. Good reviews. Oh, dude, we 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 brought talent. We Snoop Dogg shows up Saturday morning. Get, get pops out of a car. Snoop Dogg wasn't even on the venue. Right. Nobody knew Snoop Dogg was going to be there. The mm -hmm. next morning, little John walks out, starts doing his little up to the top, way up to the top, right? He starts doing his deal. People are like, damn, dude. Like, we just kept delivering value mm -hmm. because we could because it was profitable. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was a, it was a, when, when you start touching in your potential, you know, I think, I think that that's what people are supposed to feel that experience of, like, I did something that hadn't been done and I did it right. And, mm -hmm. you know, it makes you feel good. What about Vegas? Is it going to be the best? Vegas will be. Uh, it's going to be smaller because we did we did the, the thirty five thousand. The venue's smaller, so, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's th a third of the size. Right. So we don't have the stress of. We know we sell it out mm -hmm. for, without a doubt. Like not even a question. Um, so that's going to allow us now to uh, do some other things that are going to be quite uh, not seen before. Quite talked about for a long time. <laughs> any so, any clues? Any something little? It's going to be big. Hey, come on, yeah, come I, on I trust me. It's going to be it's going to be freaking monster. Yeah, it, it, and people will be like, dude, they're going to all say smaller's better. See, see, once you do the thirty five thousand, right? You're like, okay, I got it. It's in the book. I own it. Mm -hmm. um, now, now it's you got to remember, it's a three day conference. It's not Jay Z. Jay Z and Beyonce have trouble putting thirty five thousand people in a room. Mm -hmm. 
Kanye would have trouble filling 35,000 people up. <laughs> okay. I did, I did 35,000 people, man. Like once you got it, you got it. But they were there for three days, mm. three days about education. Yeah, it's quite different to going to a concert for entertainment. It's completely different. To totally. I'm educating people, yeah. you know, that pretty much have given up on education. Mm. And, and there most people that have had bad, bad experience with education. So, but don't, you don't want to give up on that. Keep going to events. They don't all have to be big events. Mm. But Vegas is going to be 13,000 people. It's going to be very, it's going to feel super intimate. Mm -hmm. um, there's about, I think, 1,000 people that get to sit on the floor and be part of the event be mm. part of like what happens out there in the show the the ring the the speaker is going to deliver from the middle of the room mm -hmm. so it's not slanted to one so side it's like so, a 360 thing dude everybody's going to feel like they're part of this thing it's going to feel so quaint and small mm. and but but not it's going to feel big and 10x mm. um It'll be a great experience for a lot of people. So you've got a team of people organizing that. They're bringing you these ideas, and you're going, oh, damn, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Are yeah, you ticking yeah. the boxes, or are you scrubbing we, we, with the red we, pen? We, we, I, I have ideas about things I want to do you know, well, that, yeah. that, that, that are already kind of in place. Like, do they red pen I you? I want this to happen. Do <laughs> huh? they red pen you? No, nobody red pens me. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, look, let me tell you. If, we were red, if I was red pinned, this is really important for business owners to know. You can't, you can't let anybody red pin you. You know, you're running a business, you're not looking for ideas. You're looking for execution on ideas. So I don't, if, if number one, if, if I went to my staff and said, hey, I want to do 35,000 people, I would have been voted out. Mm. They'd been like, let's not do that. We can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. Totally. It's because I said, no, we're going to do that. Mm. Now let's see it all the way through. And then every day, no, 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 see it through, see it through, push it through. Oh, we're having trouble with this. I don't care. See it through, see it through. <laughs> I don't care. Just don't quit. See it through. Mm. Let's go. Push it through, push it through. Let's go. Keep selling tickets. You know, we were at 31,000 seats. Keep selling tickets right now. Grant, we're going to get them. Keep selling now. Push now like we don't have them. Mm. Okay, we got to 34,000. Sell them. Keep selling tickets. Make sure this place is filled, right? Because you can sell them and still not fill it. Mm. People don't show don't up. Turn up. Yeah. So, um, we we did it on Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl, the Super so you're Bowl. Competing with that as well, dude. Everybody told me not to do it. Yeah. Everyone, not not some people. Every human being I talked to. In Go the next promote, weekend, one before. Dude, don't do Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> I said, oh, we got to do a Super Bowl weekend. Mm. They're like, why would you do that, dude? Why? Why? It's already a big enough task. Do it on Super Bowl weekend. I knew it was the right thing to do. Mm. And everybody kept saying, how can you, how can you think do, competing with the biggest single sporting event in the United States, mm. how can you think that that would be a good weekend? I said, number one, I know the field's available. Nobody's, Nobody's going to be at Marlin it. Stadium mm. that weekend, number one. Number two, nobody else will be doing an educational conference that weekend. I have zero competition. Mm. Okay, mm. except for the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> Number three, if I pull it off, people are gonna think I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and we did. And you did. Yeah. So right. we got the talent. Everybody. I, it's it's all a bunch of excuses. And again, that's the 10x thing, man. Think yeah. so big. Think so big that you got problems like competing with the Super Bowl. Now I get to say, hey, man, the same weekend, the Super Bowl. By the way, it was a flop game. Terrible game. I had people from the Super Bowl. I wish I was at your event. <laughs> <laughs> no one missed anything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll never, I'm going to never miss 10 X again. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you, you want, you want to make statements because that's the kind of promotion that lives long beyond the money spent. Mm, mm, absolutely. Grant, what's a, what's a skill that you haven't mastered yet? Because you're the master of sales. You seem to love real estate. Husband, you love life. Husband, you live in life. Husband. Husband. I haven't mastered husband yet. I don't think any of us have, huh? Mm. What about dad? Have you mastered that? I'm a pretty good dad, huh, Lena? Yes. Yeah, I'm a pretty good dad. I, I, I don't, uh, you know. Um, skill that I haven't mastered. Oh, let's see. Uh, you know, probably um, definitely keeping my mouth shut. I, like, 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 there's some things I say that I just should leave alone. It, it just doesn't matter. Collaborating, I could do a better job collaborating mm -hmm. still today with people. Um, Deals and working with with more conservative groups than I am. Mm -hmm. So so, like in the real estate game, you know, it's controlled by basically big institutions, life insurance companies, banks. These are very very conservative people. 
and I'm not like I'm not a conservative person. I don't want to be, and I tend to I tend to want to make my, my my natural my the easy thing for me to do, not the natural. The easy thing for me to do is confront people and be aggressive and, and make others wrong. And I shouldn't do that. It, it doesn't benefit me, them. It doesn't look good on me. They don't like it. I do it. It's just, it's, it's an old, it's an old habit I have. It, 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 it like aggravating mm. um, situations to, to, to get attention or to, 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 to figure out how to get the deal or I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. It's just an old kind of muscle and habit I use. Um, Unnecessarily, I, I use more force than that. that I, I use more force. I need to use more intelligence. Mm. You know, so you got to find that right. The balance. I got the force thing figured out. Like <laughs> I know how to use force. I just use too much of it mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, delegating would be another thing that I could still do better at. Uh, organizing, I'm awful at. And and another thing that I need to do better is like acknowledging other people. You know, for doing a good job. I. I, I acknowledge almost by the time I give you an acknowledgement you've done so much and I probably don't do enough acknowledging just because I don't acknowledge myself much you know until I can really do something Mm -hmm. but anyway those is that enough things they're all good things they're all good things I think we could all I I should dress better I should dress more professional like you do I think (laughs) I I think dressing professional is a smart thing for people to do Mm -hmm. I think we're in a t-shirt culture now and hoodies and it's lazy it's lazy and it's a little, it's a little, a little bit, uh, what's the word, uh, arrogant, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to put my t-shirt on and do my deal and everywhere I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my comfortable, mm-hmm. so forgive me audience for being comfortable today. <laughs> All good. Grant, before we let you go, I just want to say a, a big thank you, mate, from yeah. the bottom of my heart. You've been a big part of my life, and I know my brother's life as well in our ears. Oh, dude, and it's awesome. Books like that, and, and it's really, really helped us, um, and you help thousands of people around the world, and I'm sure you encounter plenty of people that say the same things as me, but really, it really has helped me a lot, so I appreciate it. Mate, thank you Man, so I, much for I, coming I, on the show. I just can't yeah. tell you how much that... that, that uh, you know, that's why I, that the ultimate wealth is, is helping other people. It is. It's yeah. the thing that's never, ever let me down my whole life since I started recovering from drug addiction when I was 25. Helping other people has always paid off every time. So Beautiful. thank you. Beautiful. Okay. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Thanks, man. Thanks. Awesome. All right. Good job, man. I want you to have this, all right? No, okay. thank you. Okay. Thank you.